Every now and again, you get thrown a curveball, thrown to something you're not necessarily used to, something you've never tried before. But in this case, it comes from a name that everybody who's had a cigar may have had before. It's CAO, except it's not CAO. But it is, and I only hope I'm pronouncing the name right, it is the Osgener family. The Osgener family, the O of C-A-O. That's a Cano, or is it Cano? Osgener, O-Z-G-E-N-E-R. That's C-A-O cigars, and then, of course, it's been bought from there. The son is Tim. See, Tim is a name I can pronounce, Fingers Malloy. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy from Osgener Family Cigars. In a partnership with Crowned Heads, we get the pie. The pie, synesthesia. S-Y-N-E-S-T-H-E-S-I-A. I believe I'm pronouncing it right when I say synesthesia. This is everything that uh, you ever dread in radio. I'm not being able to pronounce. I'll tell you this. Just lit this cigar up. And it is treating my tongue all sorts of weird. Let me give you an idea of what's going on with this cigar right here. This is a, an annual release, an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade with Ecuadorian and Nicaraguan binder and filler. It's made in the factory that makes some of our favorite cigars from Ace Prime, Mil Diaz, and some of the new ones coming out, the Dreamer, uh, the entire uh, uh, Pachardo line th that exists uh, is, is, a, is a fine smoke. This is a very pale brown, but literally to a suede wrapper. This doesn't make any sense. I've never felt a Connecticut that feels this smooth in all my days. The cigar is a six by 52 which means it is six inches long. Tee always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 52 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee if it's a 64, that's a full one inch around. So this is right in my wheelhouse for size and for ring gauge. But this thing is light. Yeah. This has got a touch of wiffle ball back to it, which is how we describe a cigar that isn't full and, and of, to us of proper weight. Yeah, and uh, right off the bat, you know, we just lit this. We're in the first third. Man, uh, there's a black pepper and uh, a nuttiness along with a, a hay, but that there's that's it's a spice that it's lingering not only on the tongue but on the roof of my mouth in a way that I've never experienced before. The first puff of this cigar, the only way I could describe it is, it was so insanely bright, like it it opened up the entirety of of, of the palate. I got a high cedar thing going on. I think hay is a pretty interesting one. That spice, that pepper is absolutely there. I don't know. Black pepper is not a bad way uh, to put that. There's almost, like, like I, I immediately like thought of a rye spice, which okay. is a really weird thing to think of for a cigar. Very, very interesting and curious smoke this is. This this doesn't come out often. Uh, if you're looking for it, you, you, you might find it at your local tobacconist. It's very possibly on back order. We were able to grab these from the cigar show, the Premium Cigar Association show in Las Vegas where we spoke to John Huber, who heads up Crowned Heads, and we're going to share that interview with you in just a little bit. But this is one of those great things where everything about the look of the cigar is nothing compared to the taste of the cigar. I was expecting nice, mild, easy, you know, based on what we know about crowned heads, this is not that. No, it's not. I mean, when you think of a Connecticut 
for me, this is something that I would think, okay, it's going to be very mild, something that I would love to have in the morning with a coffee. And I'm not necessarily saying that I wouldn't want to have this in the morning, but this is not a typical uh, Connecticut in, in my mind. I mean, that, that spice that we talked about, that, that it, I don't want to say it punches you in the face, but it, it slaps you. As dumb as it sounds, I want a Cabernet. I want to pair this with a wine. It doesn't make any sense. But there is something really happening. And what, what, what I think Fingers is alluding to, and you'll correct me if, if, if I'm wrong, this, when I talk about bright, this did open up the full palette. This is playing on the middle tongue like no cigar I have had in the past year. Not the complete of the tongue, the coating of the tongue, not that you're feeling in the palate. It's literally dancing, and I, you can actually feel a tingle yeah. in the middle tongue. Yeah, for me, it's, it's the middle tongue and the roof of my mouth, and it, and it plays in a way that a, a cigar has not played that I can remember. Uh, but I, the other thing, too, is... Isn't that draw easy? Ah, oh, it's a nice, easy draw, and you know we're getting a lot of really pleasant smoke off of the stick. Uh, but I, I, it'll be interesting as we move forward if this intensifies. Well, or, or will we get used to it? Is it going to be like when you dip your toe into a, a cold pool? <laughs> You're like, oh, that that water's cold, but then you get used to it. Or will it act, will the intensity go down because that's just the way? Uh, the stick plays. It, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. But wow, this, this definitely is not what I expected when you said we were gonna do this cigar today. No, not neither uh, did I. And I think I am. I think I'm saying it right. I really and truly uh, do. Uh, it is the pie, as in literally the pie. Three point one four. Blah 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 blah. Synest- synesthesia. S-Y-N-E-S-T-H-E-S-I-A, which if I'm right, it's a, that's, a, that's a condition. It's a phenomenon about stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway leading to involuntary experiences in a secondary um, pathway. Now, I think there are, if, if I have this right, because I didn't realize we're talking about, um, the, I, I, I didn't put it together that this was it. So, have you ever connected emotions with colors? Every day, Tony. I think I pronounce it synesthesia. I believe that's how you do it. Uh, uh, synthesia. Synthesia. It's a, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. But it's when you see um, colors, like when you see music as colors when you hear it, that's the actual uh, condition right there. And so that's what this cigar is named after. And that whole dancing on the tongue, man, I think that's... Well, it makes sense, too, right when on. you look at the band. Right? The, the band, it, how would you describe it? It's just like a bunch of... It's, it's long black. and short bars in different colors. It almost looks like Morse code. Yeah. It's, it's, and it, it's, it's very attractive. The, the whole cigar is, is unique. The fact that I can't pronounce it doesn't mean anything. You'd think I'd be a professional right now and figure out how, but I haven't done it. I'll, I'll figure it out before the show ends. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this cigar from Oz, Oz Jenner, O-Z-G-E-N-E-R, Oz Jenner, Oz Jenner. Oz Jenner, I believe. Gosh, I can't pronounce anything today. Is it in your humidor at $15 a stick? Uh, you know, look, we're in the first third, but if I'm, if I'm going to make a decision right now, I would say absolutely yes. 
I am way, way far away from figuring that one out. And when we say first third, you need a notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? What is the weather like uh, today? And then you break the cigar into thirds. In your mind, first third, second third, and final third. And what are the flavors you're getting? So when you go back to the cigar in a couple months, you can compare your notes and see what is it you really picked up from the cigar and how things affect you in different ways. This uh, from uh, this is a, a mix. Oshner Family Cigars with Crowned Heads. The pie, oh, how can I pronounce it? I can't. I'm going to figure it out, though. I'll have it for you by the end of the show. Make sure you find out everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Synesthesia. Fingers Malloy. I don't know what it was. I couldn't say the word synesthesia. But that's how you pronounce the cigar that we're smoking, the pie synesthesia. We were at the Premium Cigar Association show. Fingers Malloy. Seems just like yesterday. It feels like yesterday and 10 years ago at the same time. And we spoke with John Huber, one of our favorite people from Crowned Heads, and talking about you know the, the art of, of the cigar. And, and you take a look at so many of the cigars that Crown Heads does, and music is this constant theme, but he was pretty adamant that that's not the only theme that his uh, cigars have. Uh, Crown Heads makes some great flavors. They make some great limited editions. Uh, uh, they, the, the, the Series E, which is really based on Eruption uh, from Eddie Van Halen, and the whole look and the, and the feel of that cigar, it's a very rock and roll cigar. But the artistry of cigars and how these guys view themselves as artists, I mean, that, it's, that is first and foremost. Artist first, scientist second is kind of the way it goes. Yeah, and you know, you brought up the theme of music. You kind of got the sense that he's trying to step away from that a little bit, that he almost doesn't, I never thought I would say this, want to get typecast in the cigar industry. Right, a little pigeonholed that way. Yeah. The art is about more than just the music. We sat down with John Huber and talked about making cigars. The hat tells the story, guys. The hat tells the story. This is John Huber of Crowned Heads. I'm Tony Katz. It's good to be with you guys here at the PCA 2022. If you can't read the hat, it says support, support your local tobacconist. And then on the back, it actually says make America smoke again. It does not. It does. I, I kid you not. Look. It says make America smoke again. Absolutely. I will be grabbing that hat before yeah. I go. There you go. You know, this show is so much about the local tobacconists. It's about the retail shops coming in, getting a chance to sit with you one-on-one, -on -one, these people who you work with, these mom and pops that you engage with. And there's this, there's this constant, I'm going to say war going on against these people, whether it's communities that don't understand what these cigar shops do and who they're really marketing to, mm -hmm. or it's the FDA and a huge victory this past week yes. on the FDA. Your take on what the, the mom-and-pop shop, the local tobacconist, is facing and, and how you and Crowned Heads likes to help in that regard. Well, I mean, this show, like to your point, Tony, it, it's all about brick and mortar. It really is. I mean, and, and that's that's the, the grassroots foundation of our industry. And, like, there is no brick and mortar. There is no place to buy cigars. I mean, yes, you can go online. But I've always seen online as, like, a gateway to retail. You go online, you buy a five-pack of brand X, and then you go, I really like this. I'm going to go check out a box, or I'm going to go buy some more of it. And you go support the brick and mortar. And that's why we're here. That's why we're supporting PCA. That's why we're the title sponsor of PCA this year. And, um, you know, I came up old school, and it's, I've always believed in the mom-and-pop shops, and they're the threat of the, the whole industry. It's 
they're the ones getting a little bit squeezed right now, but you're getting squeezed too. And and you, you tell stories, and I, and, I, and I won't put words into your mouth. I'll let you do it. The shipping issues, the container issues, the packaging issues, all these supply chain things. Never mind the amount of time it's taking away from you to run a business and to engage blending. Exactly how big of a problem is this becoming for the rest of the year and into 2023? Well, you, you definitely have to make the right pivots. I mean, like, you st I'll give you, for instance, bands, for instance, used to take four to five weeks to produce. Now they're upwards of 15 to 16 weeks. So you have to plan accordingly. I mean, tobacco is its own, you know, thing where you have to plan the processing, the fermentation, the aging and all that. But then the packaging has now become very problematic and, and challenging and you've got to be able to work accordingly. Like, I mean, everything you see in the booth today, the dishes were done months ago, right? So I've already started working on stuff for realistically the beginning of 23. You know, it's going to be hard to bring anything to market the balance of the year, but we're going to, we're going to do a couple of things here and there. Um, but regular production stuff that's all fancy in a box with a band, it's probably going to have to wait till 23. So how does the, when you speak to a shop, are you able to get them what it is that they're looking for? Or are you having to start rationing out to make sure everybody gets some product? In some projects, we do do that. Like uh, Las Calaveras is, is uh, an anomaly, but we do do that. It's like, okay, we try to create allocations per region so that everybody gets something. Um, because we can't just have, you know, everybody just in this area get it and somebody not get it. So there's, there's a bit of a juggling act with a, a project like that. Like that was 100,000 cigars that sold out in three hours. Yeah, so that's that's an so annual you do. You do that that's once an a year. annual. That's an annual LE that we do with uh, the Garcia family at my father's cigars. And it's become extremely popular over the years. And um, we've had to, before it was just a free-for-all. We would just open right. the gates, right? But then now we tell all of our, all of our guys, Okay, this is how many boxes you got in your region, your region, your region. And so we try to make sure that the distribution channel is even. So now you, 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 you have to play this game and you move things around. But you talk about how you're starting to gear up for, for what's coming. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you seeing that you're going to have to change the amount of cigars you're putting out for 23? Are you saying to yourself, maybe it won't be as many different Vitolas? We gotta we gotta adapt now, just in case. Not really. I mean, okay. we're we're still looking at growth, consistent growth. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to dial back anywhere. You know, it's just how do we work around the the constraints to provide that growth, whether it be supply chain or packaging or even tobaccos. Um, you know, recently we dealt with a Connecticut broadleaf shortage, so we were like not able to get as much Le Carême as we wanted to, and Petitier was even a question mark up until about six months ago. Um, but those those things have been solved, and now we have other challenges like packaging. So, right. yeah, I mean, we're still being aggressive. We're still growing. Let's talk about your, your cigars uh, themselves. When we were here last, uh, it was the Series E. That's correct. Uh, it was uh, based, you know, on, on music, and it had that look of, of eruption, uh, Eddie Van Halen Sonic. conversation. Yeah. But it was really for you about how the cigar built and grew, the Headley Grange, uh, you know, uh, cigar, uh, for example, and, and being the place where Led Zeppelin recorded. Music matters to you. The cigar to you is a musical kind of innovation and so creation. Yeah. So what is next? You, is, is that still the driving force of your art? Or have things kind of moved and morphed? No, I mean, it's, it's, that's one inspiration, one avenue of inspiration that I draw from. But it, it doesn't always necessarily need to be tied back to music. Le Petitier is a prime example. Um, 
that was inspired by another blend, which was Le Carême. And I wanted to do a riff on Le Carême with a different house and, and see how that turned out. And we released it as a PCA exclusive last year. And it was always in my mind, if it got traction and, and there was enough demand, let's make it a regular production line. So, but that has nothing to do with music. Um, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that come to me that are coming from art, surf, skate, whatever, you know, and it's just inspirations all around. You just got to dumb yourself down and listen to it, you know. So, yeah, Siri E is not, <laughs> there's no music inspiration in the booth right now for me today. That said, I am working on something for next year with Ernesto that started off musically inspired, but I don't know that I'm going to tell the story fully because it's kind of getting to a point where people kind of put me in that box and go, oh, he's the music guy, you know, mm -hmm. and I never wanted to pigeonhole myself into that, you know. No artist ever does. You know, I want to have the, the latitude to be able to create, so it might start off with a musical ins inspiration, but it's not going to be told that way directly and, and literally, you know. That right there is John Huber. It is Crowned Heads, and uh, if you haven't heard myself or Fingers Malloy talk about what we like and what we smoke and what we enjoy uh, f from them, it's, uh, you, you haven't been paying attention to the show, go back and listen to every podcast, and then, and then you'll see. Thank it's you. always good to see you, man. Always good to see you as well. Appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming by. It seems like we're going back in time, Fingers Malloy. We, we, we had a plan. We were moving in the right direction, and then... I don't know. Everyone decided to go crazy. And I mean certifiably crazy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Now I've got Huey Lewis in the news in my head. Gonna go back in time. Gonna Hold go on. back in time. If you could sing Gonna just go another. back in time. Do you have any other verses you could do with that? Verses? Uh, uh, gonna go back in time. Excellent. Do you know the words? No, but I wasn't going to try. Los Angeles getting ready for possible indoor masking to return. Man, do we not? Look, wherever you are politically, stay there. But forgive me on this one. Have we not learned our lessons? No. That, that, that it doesn't work. And, and I am discussing studies. University of Waterloo put out a study that talked about the efficacy of masks, the, how well they work. If you've got an N95 or one of those KN95s and you're really wearing it secure, even that's only about 40%. You wear that for an hour, you're going to have a headache that's going to last for a week. You really have a hard time breathing through those. The cloth ones that you made out of an old Def Leppard t-shirt, which you could have gotten more for at a vintage store, that doesn't do anything. Then people say, well, you wear the surgical masks. If a surgical mask has a point, has a, I'm sorry, has a three millimeter, three millimeter gap, the efficacy of that mask goes down to 0.3%. Well, that's not me. I'm not doing these studies. It doesn't come from the uh, Fingers Malloy Institute of Institutes, does well, it? Well, we have been doing a study. And uh, to, to fight that, you have to wear a baker's dozen worth of masks on your face. 13. And, and, and then that will up the, the percentage. They've been, listen, there have been talks about this for, for the last few weeks that this may be happening. And if you are a restaurant owner, uh, if you're a business, you, you, you have to be losing your mind right now. I haven't even gotten yet to that part of the insanity. I just want to finish up the science stuff. Sure. COVID and Delta 
are different than Omicron and what this new variant is called BA.5. That's the one that President Biden got. Uh, we, we have senators like Senator Joe Manchin, West Virginia has it. I had a cold. Was it that? Maybe. My wife, we think, had it because she had the, the, the fever and the body aches and things like that. She's fine now. Still a little bit of, a, of the sore throat. So she's convinced, of course, Joe Biden gave her COVID. <laughs> but, but so the point is it presents like flu. You treat it like flu. A mask is, doesn't stop the spread because of how it moves. It's not moving in droplet. It's moving aerosolized. It's a completely different thing. So the idea of the mask is throwback fear versus recognizable science. So I wanted to get that part out of the way first. Now to what you're talking about, Fingers, holy crap, we're going to ruin restaurants again, aren't we? Uh, yeah, exactly. And you're going to put yourself in a position or you're putting restaurants in a position where you've got uh, a 16-year-old hostess at a restaurant having to confront people about Wait, wearing masks. you have a 16-year-old hostess who showed up for work? Uh. Woo! Congratulations to you. Well, that's a whole other Impressive. discussion. Whole other discussion for for another day. But the the frustration level, and I know some of it. Listen, it, it is California, and you know, not to get too political and all that stuff. But it, it is it, it's a it's a blue state, and there are going to be some people that are in that area that are probably going to applaud this because it it appears as though they're trying to do something. But my problem with this whole thing, Tony, is you. You see the reporting, and they say, well, hospitalizations are up. Hospitalizations go up for seasonal flu, and, and we, aren't, we aren't putting masks on to, 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 to combat that. And we that. never have. Right. So are, are the death rates going up? No, absolutely not. So why are we doing this? Because we have not learned our lessons. We, when we talk about we don't do these things, that is different than whether or not a citizen can do these things. Neither fingers nor I have any issue with someone deciding I'm not feeling well, I'm going to wear a mask. You're a grown-up. You are making grown-up decisions. You see this a tremendous amount in Asian cultures. doesn't bother me at all. We were at the PCA, Fingers Malloy, and met somebody, a cigar shop owner. He was wearing a mask, didn't want to shake hands, wanted to fist bump. Why? He wasn't feeling well. So he respected everybody else who was there by fist bumping and wearing a mask. You know what we call that? Responsible. Absolutely. Now, you might think it cuckoo, but he's being responsible. Good on him. And I did see some people in the airport wearing a mask and on an airplane, and I don't have a problem with that either. So it's, it's nice when we just let adults be adults and there's personal responsibility involved and people are making their own decisions. We are telling healthy people to quarantine, healthy people to mask. Health, this is a backwards methodology. And if you start demanding masks indoors, what the message you are sending out of your Los Angeles County is that restaurants are unsafe, cigar lounges are unsafe, bars are unsafe, the bowling alley is unsafe. That's the message you are sending, and that message we've already proven destroys hospitality. Well, that and what's the next step? Where do they go from there if, if and when this doesn't work and the numbers continue to go up? God forbid, are we looking at lockdowns again? I, I, will they go that far? Uh, I don't think it's out of the question. I, I don't think at all. If, if you're willing to do that, maybe they will take it a step further to prove to people that they're trying to do something. Dr. Anthony Fauci, in an interview with TheHill.com, stated uh, that if he knew then what he knows now, he would have pushed for more stringent lockdowns. Which 
again discusses it didn't work. Sweden never engaged a lockdown. You could take a look at their numbers and to see what happened. We hurt kids. We hurt adults. We hurt education. We hurt business. We hurt the psyche of America. We damn it. We, we, we lost friends yeah. over this. And we learn absolutely nothing. So if you think this is a political conversation, guys, c- come deeper with us. This is pure angst from Fingers and I. You know, we, we, we talk politics. We, we, we come from that world. But we're parents. We're friends. We, we, we live in a, in, in, in a community. And we're watch, we, like you, we watch people hate each other, destroy each other, and live in fear for no reason. COVID was real. COVID is real, but these variants are the flu. And to act like somehow it's get, get infected and die is as radical and insulting and despicable of a thing to do to people, to kids, as I've ever witnessed. And the part that's so angering, fingers, I'm agreeing with you. We're doing it again. Yeah, that's what really worries me is what's next. We've talked about it on the show before as far as uh, the schools being, uh, you know, locked down and virtual learning. I really don't. I really hope they don't go down that road as well, because it has had a, a, a terrible impact on our children. And it should not be something that is based on blue state or red state. It, it should be rational people engaging in a rational way. And if we find that blue states do this and red states do that, good Lord. You know, I accept the fact that people see things differently and think differently. But you would hope that there's a moment where the divide starts to come back together. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Oh, that's ugly. Like, that's a keep you up at night kind of thought, personally. One man's thesis. The only thing I have found that brings people together is my pillow slippers. <laughs> you go to mypillow.com slash Tony and you get the MyPillow My Slippers. Regularly $139.98, right now $49.98 with promo code Tony, T O N Y. Two years to develop the exclusive four tier cushioning system, the My Pillow patented fill, the comfort memory foam that prevents fatigue, the patented impact gel indoor-outdoor sole to wear in or out all day long. Quality leather suede, a variety of colors, variety of sizes, machine washable, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com slash Tony. Get the MyPillow MySlippers for only $49.98, and while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all of the MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one extravaganza on bed sheets, which I love, the MyPillows, which I use, and so much more. Visit MyPillow.com slash Tony, MyPillow.com slash Tony for the most comfortable slippers you will ever, ever, ever own. MyPillow.com slash Tony. We've got more cigar to smoke. The Osgener Pie Synesthesia. That's what we're smoking. I can say it right. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. I should have gone with the wine. Oh. I know I should have gone with wine with this with this cigar. It, it's like it's calling it. And that's weird. It's, that is not a normal thing for me at all. And Fingers is like, no, 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 we're, we're doing a bourbon. I'm like, dude, this cigar is calling a wine for me. He goes, all right, we'll, we'll split the difference. We'll do a bourbon, but it'll be finished in old sherry casks. And I'm like, deal. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. 
Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Legend Bourbon from the Beam Suntory people. L-E-G-E-N-T. Fingers Malloy. That's what we're talking about here. This is something else because it is uh, finished off in those casks, in that what uh, starts in oak, because of course it has to start in oak. When it's bourbon, it has to be aged in a first use charred oak cask. From there, it is brought over to sherry casks and wine casks before it enters the bottle. It is 47% alcohol by volume, fingers Malloy, or 104 proof right there. Isn't 47 plus 47, 104? No. It's 94. Yes. Damn, I am really falling apart today. 47 plus 47 is 94 for those of us playing the home game. But you know what? I'll clap for you anyway. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I got the four part right. And I think that's, that's that common core math they keep talking about. It's working great. It's actually beautiful in the glass. A bit of copper uh, going on uh, right there. Uh, and uh, and, a, and a, bit of, a bit of viscosity sticking to the glass a, a little bit. I never had it uh, before. 77% corn is the mash bill, 13% rye, 10% malted barley, and, of course, to be a bourbon, you have to be at least 51% corn. Oh, that's interesting on the nose, Tony. That's a fruity nose. Yeah, and here's the funny thing. You, you, you talk sherry cask, you know, and wine, and but to me, I'm getting a little bit of apple. Right, you would nose. think plum, you would think grape, yeah. you would think dark fruits, maybe stone fruits. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you say go wine cask or even the sherry, yeah. but no, this is this is sweet. Yeah, it's apple for me. Orchard uh, sweet. Uh, you get the oak that you would you would hope from a, a bourbon and and some vanilla. Vanilla and spice, I think, are, are are real prominent right here. But that 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 fruity orchard underneath, almost almost a touch of fruit salad underneath. I think that's absolutely true. It's working right there. Now, Fingers Malloy, even though it is 94 proof, mm-hmm. are you ready for this? Huh. Tony, I think both of us have been ready for this all day. It's been quite a day. Legend, L-E-G-E-N-T, bourbon whiskey, finished in wine and sherry cast. Fingers Malloy has taken his first sip. They call it the Kentucky Chew. You move it around the palate, make sure it gets to all the spots. Sometimes you want to take a second sip. First sip kind of sets the palate. The second sip is where you really engage flavors. Fingers, where are you at? And, of course, we do it neat. We'll decide later if we move it to a cube, chips, or add a little bit of cool water. This is nice. Uh, First of all, a little bit of uh, spice on the tongue, and we won't get into any kind of burn into the the, the chest or warmth in the chest because that never happens for me. Um, Because you are? Dead inside. Dead inside. Uh, The oak is there. Uh, It's more of a dark fruit on the palate and and not so much uh, the apple. Uh, And there is a a touch of, 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 of a wine note. Uh, on the palate as well, um, but uh, the, the oak, the 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 dark fruit, uh, wine, and then maybe just a touch of vanilla, Tony. All right, here I go. I am taking my sip of Legend L E G E N T bourbon whiskey, finished in the wine and the sherry casks right here. Ninety-four proof, not one hundred four proof. Fingers, don't get that wrong next time. Here we go. I'll do my best. Here we go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's studying the glass as he massages this bourbon over his palate. He's doing the Kentucky Chew. I threw a curveball there. 
What do you think, Tony? That's fruity, man. Yeah? That is fruity. There is this uh, kind, of a, kind of a nutty, dark fruit, as, as you said. And then the finish... The finish is, is awkward because the finish kind of got a little, like, stu- got a little dirt for me. Dirt? Not, not oak. Not oak and, 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 and not, maybe, maybe like a nutty if the wrapper uh, or, or, or the shell had not been completely off the nut. Okay. Right? It's, it's like, it was like that. It really hit the middle tongue very strange. That is, that is a remarkably sweet bourbon. Mm-hmm. A remarkably fruity uh, bourbon that has more than one level, right? There's a little bit of depth to this. I wish this thing had a little more oak. Uh, for, for, for me, I wish it had a little more balance because the flavors are all hitting, but maybe it's just me. Maybe it's how it's pairing with the cigar. The flavors are hitting hard. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Do you think, you know, last week we talked about how uh, the Blanco cigar that we reviewed overwhelmed uh, the Yellowstone bourbon. I don't think that's the case this week, but I, I definitely do feel like this cigar is, I don't want to say having a negative impact on the, on the bourbon, but I, I, I do believe that it is definitely having uh, an impact to the point where I would probably like to try this again when I'm not smoking a cigar just to see how the cigar is impacting my palate when it comes to evaluating this bourbon. So I've got the cigar in one hand. The Pi Synesthesia uh, from uh, Oceaner Family Cigars made with the people over there in collaboration with Crowned Heads. I've got the bourbon. I'm having less of a connection issue Mm -hmm. than than you are. I I am not being overpowered one way or the other. What's happening in both cases is that there are specific flavors that are just bouncing, bouncing mid-tongue, bouncing across the palate, and it's it's there's just a lot happening. I actually find the cigar a touch more enjoyable with the bourbon. Really? Yeah. Something something mellowed out. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because I'm now into the second third of the cigar. Something is mellowed out in this in this cigar. The pie synesthesia. Now that I can pronounce it, all I can do is say it. <laughs> um, I get how this bourbon works for the table. Yeah. I just wish it had a little more balance to it. The things kind of flowed naturally one into another as opposed to punching you directly in the face with every flavor. It's not that they're bad flavors. Daddy-like. Yeah. But in this conversation, I am daddy. Uh-huh. Fingers. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just this bouncing. The question is, is it in your liquor cabinet? Legend, L-E-G-E-N-T, Legend Bourbon, for $35 a bottle. Uh, li- listen, the, the price is right. I don't know if this necessarily fits my flavor profile because you get into the, the wine and, and the sherry cask isn't something what I would normally lean to. I like a much more, I like a sweet bourbon, but m- much more influenced by caramel and uh, oh, caramel, excuse me, and, and vanilla. Uh, so I don't know if I necessarily have it in my liquor cabinet, but I would seek it out at a lounge to try it. And I would definitely bring this and never be afraid to bring this as a gift bourbon. Try it with a couple of friends. Try it with some people. Hey, everybody, what do you think? That, that this works for. I think the price point for that, dead on, dead on straight. Legend bourbon from the Beam Suntory uh, people. We've got a lot to drink. 
and a lot uh, to smoke. And if you've missed anything from our, our trip to the PCA and some of the, the drink stuff that we're doing, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com is where you go. And also get the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Eat, drink, smoke. Get that podcast today. See, it is me today, man. I'm, I'm usually on top of it. I've got it together. My pronunciations today, I am 0 for 2. Because I was calling the bourbon legend, L-E-G-E-N-T. Nope, legent. L-E-G-E-N-T, legent. You see, when I get it wrong, I apologize. As opposed to all those people out there who say Reese's instead of Reese's. Those terrible communists. It's Reese's, it'll always be Reese's. And as long as I've gotten that right, I can sleep well at night. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy, legent bourbon from the people of beam centauri uh it's I, I absolutely as i said it's it's a gift bourbon for sure let bring it to friends and see what they think so what about it, it being in your liquor cabinet though is that something that you would it, at 35 bucks i'm not opposed but i would look for it on sale for 27.99 <laughs> right that's where i would be and it's 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 there's nothing wrong with it i think the more I'm trying it, the more it's working with me for the, with the cigar, which is totally crazy because it's the opposite of where you're at. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, over the years when we've been doing this show, you have always leaned toward a more of an oaky bourbon. The, the sweet thing, you generally, you don't have a sweet tooth from what I'm gathering, at least when it comes to bourbon. No. So, the, But this is sweet. Uh, I just put a couple of drops of cool water in it, and it, it took a lot of that fruitiness away. Uh, you put it on the on the big. Are you okay? No. What happened? I put it on the cube. Now, usually I say when I when I'm trying a bourbon, you know, how does it feel going down? There was no burn. There was no tingle. There was no burn in the throat. There was no burn center chest. I put it on a cube. Throat, full chest. I could feel it going through the bronchial tubes. <laughs> totally taking my soul with it. That's crazy. I put it on a cube, and it's a. It's a, now a spicy, it's, it's a very different drink. Spicy, uh, that, that fruit is kind of enveloping the tongue. Crazy. So is it still a bourbon for the entire table now that you have it on the cube? Yeah, I would still say it is, but it, it, just, it just delivered a lot more heat. I would tell people, cube at your own risk. Right, that's crazy. And this is a, a bourbon, too, where you, I don't think you want to mess with it in a cocktail. Right, I, I think that this is definitely a bourbon that you want to drink neat or, or I don't know. There's enough fruit in there. Maybe it makes it interesting, old fashioned. You think? Maybe. I mean, we can we can try. We can we can find out. Other people can try and let us know. Let That's us a good know idea. What, what you think. We have our uh, you know, as you know, here at Eat Drink Smoke, uh, we love a good list. It's true. If there is a list, we will read it and then we will severely, severely mock it. This from the people that eat this, not that. The best and worst car snacks for your next road trip. And I will tell you, Fingers Malloy, when it comes to a road trip, I do not eat healthy. Right? I agree with you. There's only one road snack uh, that I have when I'm on a long road trip. Cantaloupe? Ribs. <laughs> Baby back ribs. Perfect road trip snack. Fingers Malloy and I were once in Iowa and tried to eat a loose meat sandwich. In a moving car. It was a rental car. Thank God and, it was a rental car. And somewhere, 
They're still finding meat <laughs> in that vehicle. That was brutal. Oh, but we were told uh, when in Iowa you had to have what was the name of? Do you remember the pl- Made Right Burgers? I think it was I think called. it was called a Made Right. Yeah. And oh, you gotta have a Made Right. Oh, eat yourself a Made Right. Have you been to Made Right? You gotta get yourself a Made Right. Go to Made Right. You haven't been to Made Right, and we went to Made Right, and it was fine. Just not for the car. Just yeah. not for the car. That part was our fault. That was user error. Yeah, it, it, it was. But uh, no, baby back ribs. What's your road snack for a road trip? Uh, chicken tenders. There you go. There you uh, go. Chicken tenders from Arby's or, or Hardee's. Hardee's is my guilty pleasure food. Mm-hmm. All day, every, every day. But we do pack. We pack snacks for road trips. And a road trip is anything over three hours. Yes. Within three hours, doesn't count. Three hours or plus road trip. If you can't get through a, a three-hour drive without a snack, then uh, maybe you should reevaluate your snacking habits. How many bottles of water do you need for that three-hour trip? 16. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, these, these are the, the, the snacks. And the first thing on the list is granola bars. I, what is the point of a granola bar? No idea. You, you eat it, I, I guess, for maybe curing the sweet tooth. I can understand nope. it. But you, you have the granola bar. You consume it. And you're not less hungry after you have the granola bar. It does nothing for you. It's three bites, and it's gone. Granola bar satisfies absolutely nothing. Never has, never will. Nuts and fruits are on this list. This list is dumb. When are you going to have – how do you eat fresh fruit if it's chopped up? Okay, an apple. I understand that. Correct. A, a pear. No, not a pear. A plum. No, not a plum. Apples and bananas, I guess. But then you got to deal with the peel and the core afterwards. Yeah, but you have a garbage can in your car, don't you? A garbage can? We have a full-on garbage bag in, our, in ours. Well, I mean, road trip, you think minivan. But of course, you got a place for the garbage. You have a place for the track. Oh, you, don't have? You, you just throw it out the window. I'm kidding. That's no, not. That, that, you don't do that. That's, that's against the law. Listen, compost, Johnny. <laughs> That's not the way you Com- do it. Compost Johnny. <laughs> Number four on this list is organic beef jerky. No. Because it's organic. Exactly. Mm. And then on, on top of that, it's too salty. So then you're, you're going you're gonna to dip into your 16 bottles of water too quickly when you're eating the, the salty jerky. I see. I see. And then therefore too many bathroom stops. I exactly. Get Number five on this list is Greek yogurt. Let's just take a minute to just leave that in silence because radio silence is the way of, of proving disagreement. Yogurt. Who has a spoon? <laughs> what, what you, it's a road trip. Maybe, oh, maybe it's a yogurt. Sp- you just squeeze oh, it into your mouth. Okay, now it's all coming together. So that is amongst the best snacks. On a road trip. Here are the worst snacks. Can I predict the worst snacks? Every snack that you're going to want on a road trip. (laughs) Starting with chips. Yes, there you go. Cookies. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I will admit I don't do cookies on a a road trip. Why not? Chips. Oh, yeah. Chips, a thousand. I don't know. Something about about a cookie needs milk and and a moment of, of relaxation. I don't know if I necessarily feel that while I'm driving 500 miles. Oh, well, for me, uh, you know, it's breakfast. So what is the proper breakfast food? Cookies. If it's a muffin. Well, that's a meal. Or you, you go to Wendy's for the breakfast. Oh, Wendy's breakfast. It's fantastic. Pre-made gas station food. <laughs> or as Fingers Malloy likes to call it, the Fingers Malloy food pyramid. That's true. 
that's an essential level of the Fingers Malloy food pyramid. Uh, a gas station hot dog, gas station sandwich, uh, <laughs> gas station sushi. <laughs> Have you ever had gas station sushi? Never. I've had supermarket sushi. I regret it. I believe I've had gas station sushi before. Oh, I am shocked. <laughs> There's that East Coast gas station chain. What is it? Wawa? Wawa. I believe they had sushi there, and I tried it. World-class coffee at Wawa. Really? Wawa does some of the finest coffee in the country. From my, from my time in Jersey, Wawa does very, very good stuff. Now, that would, that's something that we could do at Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. Review of gas station coffee and find the best gas station coffee in America. See, for me, I'm not the, I just put a lot of schmutz in the coffee, so it really doesn't matter. Cream and sugar is schmutz. Yeah, why not? Look at you. We've only known each other for a dozen years, and finally you break out some Yiddish. <laughs> oh, my rabbi is going to be so incredibly, incredibly proud. We will have this list up at eatdrinksmokeshow.com so you can mock it yourself, and you should. Greek yogurt. Not enough silence in the world. This is one huge recall list right here. Holy crap. Happening at Family Dollar. So if you ever shop there, you got to know. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You've been following the story a little bit, Fingers. This has to do not with a problem with the product, but a problem with storage of the product. Yeah, apparently uh, there were some shipping standards and storage standards that uh, were not met. And there are some... Uh, brand names that you could get anywhere, not just at Family Dollar, uh, that are, are being recalled. And it, it's something that you really need to take notice of because I, for a lot of people, uh, you know, in rural areas, Family Dollar is, is the only place to go uh, to, to get a lot of their stuff. So uh, it, it, it is a very long list. There uh, are 10 pages with 50 items a page. Yeah. There's near 500 items here. And some of it you're like, well, how could... How could the shipping and storage uh, be a problem for things like Listerine Cool Mint Mouthwash, Colgate Cavity Protection 3-Pack, Bear, Alka-Seltzer, Sleep Aids, um, uh, Oragel, Cold Sore Pain Cream. Dr. Scholl's is on this list. Don't ask me. Icy Hot Patch. Man, how much is that going to cost them? Yeah. Because this isn't a situation, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that insurance helps them with this, but it's not like they can go back to the original manufacturer and say, hey, this apparently this was just a family dollar issue. So they're going to most likely have to, to swallow the cost of this. I, I assume. Yeah, I, again, yeah, you're right. You, they, they've, they, you can call Family Dollar Customer Service. 844-636-7687, 844-636-7687, and, and talk to them about products and find out if it's recalled. Great. That, that is huge. I, and some of it, too. I, ban, banana Boat Sports Sunscreen Lotion. I don't know. I don't know what happens. That sunscreen wild. stays in the sun too long. <laughs> if a bear, you know what's in the woods. Oh, see, there it is. There are questions. More and more Americans planning to tap Social Security retirement benefits early and continue working. We've discussed this story already. People looking at their 401ks, looking at retirements, are saying, you know what? You know what? Let's just even everything out with these losses and throw a couple another bucks on the fire. Get a, get a part-time <laughs> gig and, and, uh, and try and make everything all right. 
That's a lot of, hey, this this economy is not going great for a whole bunch of people. You're, you're right. And it's, it's I, I feel bad for people who retired early thinking that they were all set. And then this happened. I mean, inflation really, it, it, it hits families. But if you're on a fixed income, it really hammers you. I feel bad for people who thought that they were retired and now they're they're looking at the 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 401k, they they're looking at what income they have coming in every month and they're saying I I have to go back to work. Uh, you're seeing this happen a, a lot and there's no end in sight, Tony. This this inflation issue is 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 not going away anytime soon. Janet Yellen is the Treasury Secretary and she said something infuriating the other day. She said that the balance sheets of families is generally good. And I, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. How can you make an argument that average families across America, their savings are solid? That, that happened on the Sunday shows. And then like two days later, there was a report out from CNBC about how people are losing their savings because inflation is taking the, the extra dollars. How can a balance sheet in a family be good if this other reality, which we know is happening, which we're all experiencing, I mean, that, you know, it's one thing to be disconnected and not know what the price of a gallon of milk is because you haven't been the one to buy a, a gallon of milk in maybe your whole life. But to think that balance sheets are good, that families still have plenty of savings, that's just... That's just rude. Hey, well, it sounds like misinformation to me, Tony. Oh, I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Uh, but you know, we did a story I, I, a few months ago, um, and I wish I had it in front of me. I'm, I'm going off a of memory, but I believe they said that year over year, uh, the average American family, their savings account was down, I believe, anywhere from seven dollars to $9,000. So the idea that the balance sheets are, are just fine. No, people are tapping into their savings big time. Any saved money from COVID, right? You weren't driving to work. You weren't going out to eat. People did have money. That's why we saw the cigar boom and the bourbon boom, the tequila boom, thing, things like this. And they're still able to save money. I got to argue for a vast majority of people, that's gone because of I mean, I'm glad gas prices are down a bit. Don't get me wrong. I don't need high gas prices, and, and no one does. But they're an average of 4.36 a gallon as we're talking right now. That's still for people two bucks too high, baby. Yes, and that's real, real dollars. And so, it it is it is an ugly, ugly bit of disconnect. Well, and the other thing that is going to be interesting moving forward is to see the data on Americans turning to credit cards to try to pay some of their bills. Because as you know, with interest rates going up, uh, interest rates affect credit cards as well. And it, those interest when interest rates, rates go up, do your credit card interest rates go up? Well, if you're applying for a new credit card, and, and some people, I, I, I believe, uh, I, I don't have very many credit cards, but there's variable rate credit cards that I'm sure they go up and down over a period of time as well. So this is all, it just costs people more money. I have a credit card. For years, I didn't, right? After after I lost everything in uh, 08, 09, I didn't have a credit card for years. And I, I w w my wife has one where, I, where I'm on it, and I have one for, for business. And I pay it off at the end of every month religiously. And a weird thing is I sometimes will pay it off mid-month too. Like, I don't want any balance whatsoever. But the credit card company that I'm with won't credit it immediately. They do like this hold on it for five to seven days. So I want the balance so I can do other things. I paid you. Yeah. And they're like, yes, but you paid us too much. 
I, di I didn't pay you too much. I paid you what the balance was. Yes, but you paid us too often. So you're penalizing me for paying. And that's absolutely right. Penalized for paying. They, pay, they penalize you if you pay late. And they penalize you if you pay too early. It's, it's, it's like, uh, like Goldilocks. That's a very, very messed up system. <laughs> totally but messed are you up. Con you know, we grew up as, as Gen Xers with the feeling that Social Security won't even be around for us. Uh, I think we were right about that, by the way. Yeah. So I, I can totally and completely understand why people are, are saying to themselves, if I can get my Social Security, I'm going to start getting it now because who knows if it's going to be around in 10, 15 years. Oh, you think that has something to do with it? It may, but I think more of it has to do with instead of thinking uh, five, 10 years down the road, it's right now. Things are way too expensive now, and I need the, I need the extra income now. Did we talk... Last week, or, or, or when I had the, when I lost my voice, about Amazon Prime Day. I, I don't think we touched Amazon on it too Prime much. Day took place, and they talked about the fact that they sold 300 million packages in two days. And so first, that was two days, not one day, two days. I don't know what the average day of packages is for Amazon Prime or Amazon in general. But did anybody question whether the people were doing the buying now for the holidays? That's a good question. Once again. Buy early, buy often. Prices are still going up. Supply chain issue is still there. Inflation, as you're discussing. So I'm wondering, you're, we're talking big about this, but what is the effect on holiday shopping? And only time is going to tell on that. One. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we've seen stories about how some of these retailers have a glut of inventory. And there may be an overcorrection right around Christmas. So if you have the uh, ability to buy your Christmas gifts now, it's probably a very good idea. Legion bourbon might be one of those gifts. $35 a bottle finished in the sherry and wine cast. I'm not sure if it's in my liquor cabinet. It is a gift. It's a gift. It is. I'm willing to try it. As for the cigar, the pie, as in 3.14, pie, uh, synesthesia, it's a unique cigar. And I'm definitely going to have a couple more over the course of the year and see where I'm at with it. It's a unique cigar. It, it, for, as a Connecticut, it is the most different Connecticut I have ever, ever had from Osgener Family Cigars in conjunction with Crowned Heads. Very interesting stuff. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Catch you later. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat Drink Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke, and Instagram, at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast.